We're Jill and Jenna, sisters who believe that gut health is the baseline required to live your best life. But health is way more than that. So we've made it our mission to take a deep dive into gut health, mental health, fitness, nutrition, and more. Interviewing experts, having real conversations, all while making sure all of the information is digestible. Welcome Welcome to to our our Gut Talk. Talk. If you've been following us for a while, you know there's one probiotic that is our tried and true. It is Just Thrive Probiotic. But I want to tell you a little bit more about this probiotic. So first of all, did you know that 99.9% of the probiotics on the market die in your naturally harsh stomach acid before they even get to where they're needed? Just Thrive is different by design. So their proprietary strains have been third-party clinically tested and proven to arrive 100% alive in your gut to be able to do all of the great things that they do. They also have a thousand times better survivability versus yogurt, Greek yogurt, and all the leading probiotics. They support your immune health in your digestive system where 70% of it lives, as well as boost energy, improve sleep, promote healthy skin, and much more. We love them, we take them confidently, and we can tell you that we definitely have experienced the benefits. So you too can get some by going to justthrivehealth.com. We have a code GTG for 15% off. That is justthrivehealth.com and use our code GTG 15% off. And you know we link everything in our show notes. This next episode sponsor is Element Electrolytes. Let me tell you a little bit about hydration. To properly hydrate, you want to include water with electrolytes. So when you sweat, you are losing water and sodium. Both of these need to be replaced to prevent headaches, muscle cramps, energy dips, confusion, and more. Element, spelled L-M-N-T, is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a science-backed electrolyte ratio with none of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, No gluten, no fillers, no BS, and you know the Gut Talk girls love it. Jill and I have some new favorite flavors these days. You know ours ours used to be watermelon and raspberry, but now Jill's favorite is orange, and mine is becoming citrus really quick. Can I also add that they make you want to drink your water? So if you're someone like me who constantly says you need to drink more water and you don't just want to go and drink plain water, which you shouldn't be, this might be right up your alley. Of course, we have a deal for the Gut Talk community. You can go to drinklmnt.com slash guttalkgirls to get a free Element sample pack when you make any purchase through our link. The Element sample pack includes one packet of every flavor. This is perfect for anyone who is interested in trying all of the flavors or if you want to introduce a friend to Element. So try it out and let us know what you think. We put the link in the show notes. I love our solo episodes. I know, me too. I feel like you guys like them a lot, too. Mm-hmm. But we're doing a good mix of solo and guests, is, well, right. in my opinion. Because we're not experts. We're we not. are a little bit. I mean, like, we know a lot of information, but we haven't been doing this for 20 years. Exactly. We know what our strengths and weaknesses are. We are. And I'm excited for this episode today. Same. Do you want to jump right into it? I do. First of all, okay, so I'm back If you missed or didn't listen to the episode before this, go listen to it. It's applied to anyone, but especially college girlies out there, anyone starting something new, right? Mm -hmm. But I just got back from Europe, so that's why we took a few weeks of a hiatus. And Jill, anything new with you that you want to tell everyone about? Uh, That doesn't have to do with Duke. No. Oh, well, that's the majority (laughs) of my life. I don't 
understand how all you bitches are dehydrated all the time. I've been dehydrated for maybe 12 hours. My lips shrivel up like SpongeBob. I don't feel like I have energy. I'm literally pounding water. And the reason that I'm dehydrated is nothing more than I did two hot classes back to back yesterday and then didn't drink my element. So that's literally You need your magnesium, me. potassium, and sodium. Correct. And, and the problem was is I also needed to wash my Stanley and I'm incapable of drinking water out of any other type of container. Relatable. But like my lips right now, I can feel it. And I just don't understand how people live their day-to-day lives. Them. Well, yeah, because they're freaking out. They're like, who is this woman? Shrivel. You look like SpongeBob. Thank you. I need water. I told Jenna today, I go, I'm going to be honest with you. My hair is serving. And what was your response? It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like I, someone has to humble you. Oh my God. Well, it's just, we're, we're working on self-love and confidence around here. I love it, but... Mm. Mm. humble whatever we're, we're also working on humility i have plenty of thought and mine you know my hair has mm. what screw your hair why i gotta give my deviated septum update oh my god wait you didn't even give it to me oh, oh i didn't sometimes okay so this is something about jill and me our lives absolutely run parallel and sometimes perpendicular we live together we do almost everything together but we are both a lot of times in our own world and just busy and have so many things going on that we forget big life's updates like what i you know what i asked you how it went and you said sorry i'm in a meeting well right i i mean (laughs) that was the truth okay wait so tell me so if you didn't listen to the last episode when did i update everyone last episode okay so i Went for my second opinion yesterday. I liked this doctor so much more. The really? first woman, I just felt like it was like in and out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, hello, this is my breath. I want you to take a second. This guy really did spend time with me. And part of it is because we were debating rhinoplasty or not. Okay. And I've decided that I'm going to do the deviated septum surgery first because for multiple reasons. One is so... Uh, just a quick recap, I got hit with a 20-pound med ball in the face in college, and my cartilage broke. So if you can see in my right nostril how my bone sticks yes. out. And he said it's, like, super significant compared to, like, what he sees. Uh-huh. So watch. I when, don't... Do I want to see? Yeah. When I breathe in deep through my nose, my yeah. left nostril actually collapses in. Ready? Oh my god! And he was like, because the air is like kind of like a a ping pong machine, like <gasps> not ping pong, pinball machine. Like it's like darting to the right to because that's the way that my bones going in the inside of my nose. So he's like, I think that that is going to create a significant change, and I'm like, excellent. But I don't know if I want to have multiple nose surgeries. Like, why wouldn't I just do it right. all at once? And he said, one, I have a delicate nose with delicate nose features. And so, because you've like, like, because it's it's well, he, he said pointy. he said it. A lot of people reconstruct their noses to look like mine. Really? I was like, well, it's a little far out from the side, but like we won't. I don't think it's far out at all. Whatever, I don't care. I like, I'm fine with my nose. So, but so because I have delicate skin around my nose, where some people have much thicker noses, I would say like you. <laughs> if he were to do the rhinoplasty and widen my nose a little bit, it would be hard to hide skin grafts because of how like thin my uh-huh. nose is. Number two, the swelling doesn't fully go down for a, a year. 
You're it takes kidding. one year to fully recover from a rhinoplasty. Holy I was like, shit. I don't have that kind of time. Who knows what's going to happen in a year? Right. What, if, what if I meet my husband and then he sees me with this? And, and then he asks you to get married immediately and all your wedding pictures have well, I just, a larger I, I wouldn't be able to get married in the next year, which would be horrible. You never know <laughs> what life's going to throw at you. No, but so the reasons. And also, if I do a rhinoplasty, they would take the graft from my rib so then I'm missing a part of my rib. I'm like, you know what? That sounds way too complicated. So what? So they're going to do the less invasive surgery, the yes. deviated septum. Which takes about an hour. And does he think it's going to be a lot better? Yes. And he also wants to shrink something inside my nose that's too puffy. Okay. I told him, I said, I really want to be able to breathe properly. I want to be able to mouth tape. Uh-huh. I want to be able to breathe through my nose in yoga class when everyone says take a deep breath and not have my... Left nostril, just breath. <laughs> and so I'm back to the less invasive surgery, and I'm gonna get it probably, I think, in the beginning of December. Wow, so and that you can go home after, or what? So you can recover and then go home. Well, no, because like our entire October is filled with events. Yeah. September's too quick. I Mom must come down for the surgery because you guys, I had shoulder surgery. <laughs> Right after college. And Jenna was just a college student. So my parents were like, you're going to go live in North Carolina and help Jill recover. And let's just say Jenna is so wonderful and great at so many things that life. Being a nurse is not one of them. I thought I was good. No. I made you pasta and stuff. Let's now. And, and and also Jenna driving me around is one of my biggest anxieties in life. So you can't talk about my driving when yours is asked to. No, it's phenomenal. You're- what do you mean? Why I, do I get car sick every time I'm in the car with you? That's on you. No. Yeah. It's on you and your crazy driving. Anyway, I'm flying mom down here to be my nurse so that way she can help me recover. But the other thing he did say, I don't know if any of you guys have had tonsillectomies before. He said people that have tonsillectomies had no problem with the surgery because what you experience, a tonsillectomy as an adult, what you experience as and a- And you've had one. Right. Is like the absolute worst pain recovery you can imagine. And he was like, so some people don't like the like uncomfortable aspect of like your nose having just been like corrected or like the dry blood in your mouth. But he's like, it'll be a breeze for you. So I'm really looking forward to it. I felt really great with him. He's my new doctor. Last lady is fired for poor bedside manner. Well, maybe she was doing her best. Well, who knows? But now. her best wasn't good enough for Thanks me. Thanks for so. the update. That's yeah, exciting. I'm, I'm real- really happy for you. I'm happy to not be annoyed by the sound of your breathing, too. But yeah, because I'm so sorry that <laughs> me trying to just simply stay alive bothers you as much as it does. Jill's just out here trying to breathe. <laughs> She's just a My nostril girl. collapses. It's, no, it, it, I saw it, guys. It's I never felt good. more relief. He put this, like almost like chopsticks but Mm -hmm. instead of squeezing together they squeeze apart Mm -hmm. he put these like chopsticks in my nose to widen my nose and then he said take a breath it is the deep breath we gotta get talked today the deepest breath (laughs) the deepest breath i've taken in such a long time okay happy for you thank you all right next (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding but okay This episode, we wanted to do essentially our roadmap to changing our health. So this is for any of you who are sitting here like, I know I have issues, but I'm not exactly sure what I should do. This is exactly what we did. We're taking you back, let's say, I think it's over three years ago, Mm -hmm. a little over three years ago, maybe three and a half. No, it was 2019, so four. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, it was October. Yes, it was. October of 2019. So about to be four years. Yeah. Okay. So let's take a step back. Okay. In our last episode, we talked about us in college. Both of us had gut issues. Anxiety. Joe was puking every week. I had lots of gut issues. I had lots of anxiety. I had constipation. I had bloating, especially after college. And we both were in this place of we need to change things or our quality of life is going to stay not at the place that we wanted it to be. And we didn't really even realize how bad we felt because it starts to become your new normal. Yeah, like Jill puking every week, once, whatever, how many times it was. It was just like, oh, I can't digest this. Let me puke and continue on with life. Like that is not okay. It also doesn't help when you have doctors telling you that there aren't solutions or that you just have to take a medication for the rest of your life. Or you do some testing, which we had both done previously and we were both told that our labs and everything was normal. Right, So, so that doesn't help the fact of like, it kind of just... It just kind of confirms this feeling of like nothing's going to work. Exactly. Jill, give us the timeline of you when you decided to go see Terry. Yeah, I mean, I think for me personally, it was the acne aspect that honestly really pushed me over the edge, which is sad to admit, but it was because everything else I could hide. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I wouldn't go to get help for myself But when it was external, when I couldn't control the cystic, painful, like, pussy acne, it was Mm -hmm. disgusting. That's when I finally threw in the towel. It wasn't disgusting to look at. You judge yourself so much more, for the most part. I knew that Jill had acne because she was really upset by it, but that's not... I didn't see Jill and think of acne, but Jill was so struggling internally because she thought that everyone was looking at her. And obviously you were like, this is very uncomfortable. I could not go out and have someone talking to me without the thought going through my mind of, are they staring at my pimples? Is the makeup coming off? Did I cover them up well enough? And that really negatively impacted me. So that's when I said to my mom, okay, I'm really ready to do something. But I'm really sad, honestly, that... The problems I was having that could be quote unquote hidden wasn't enough for me to really trigger to get help, but whatever. Like if you are listening to this right now and you're struggling, you probably feel some similar way that it becomes your new norm, right? Like you just accept it. And as bad as that seems, I think it's a little bit of human nature. So give yourself some grace, please. I also had these preconceived ideas of what going to get help from some sort Mm -hmm. of like holistic practitioner was going to be one of the things was that they were just going to not let me eat a ton of foods and I wanted to live a normal life another was that I was never going to be able to drink again another was that eating healthy is really hard and really expensive and I would say the last one is that eating healthy isn't fun or delicious and I don't want to just be eating like rabbit food for the rest of my life. I love that. And a lot of people get comfortable, right? You were comfortable with your lifestyle. It takes a lot to change. I also love, love, love food. And in the time period that I was in at that point, I was going to all these restaurants and it it was an event to go and eat and try the things. I mean, like, During college, whenever we passed a run test, me and my best friends on my softball team would go to early bird donuts. Mm. We would order a egg and cheese croissant 
and two to three donuts per person. Wow. Because in our minds, we just completed the hardest physical test of the year, so we could. Right, which I get. So, But I'm just saying, like, that was, like, the type of event where mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not willing to give this up. But the reality is, is I didn't realize how sick I was until I went to go see Terry. And right. at this point, I go to Terry, and I'm literally just like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. So... right before we saw we had actually known of her before so that was a little bit of a lucky situation we had seen her actually 10 years prior and we weren't ready but we weren't ready we've talked about this before but our recommendation ask around do your own research find someone in the functional integrative holistic space who is can deal with the issues that you are presenting And have that mental reflection with yourself of, am I ready to do this? If you have three weddings coming up in the next five weeks and you're not going to be able to cook your own meals and you're going to be tempted with alcohol, which a lot of times they do remove for a certain period of time. Terry didn't fully with me, but I was very restricted. Mm -hmm. Then maybe you wait. I'm just throwing that out there because... Especially when you go through the healing point, like we're not in healing right now. Mm-hmm. When you're going through the more intensive healing phase, you really have to have the time to be able to put towards that. Yep. So Jill goes and sees Terry. Terry does all of this muscle testing, which is a technique used to figure out the imbalances in your body. I'm saying that in the most basic form. And basically gives Jill a chart. A spreadsheet. A spreadsheet of supplements to take. And this is based off of the findings. So it's perfectly curated for Jill's body. She gives her foods to eat and not eat. And she says, you know what, Jill? Like, you're going to have to make some lifestyle changes. But one of the greatest things that she did was she made it very clear that this was not forever. Yep. I think the first uh, appointment was for either four weeks or eight weeks, maybe eight weeks. But Mm -hmm. that really helps if you go to see see someone and they're like, well, you can never have meat, dairy, gluten, or soy ever again. That's probably... It's a red flag. Yeah, it's a huge red flag. Because the whole idea is like to take things out while supplementing with the things I actually need. Giving your body a break. Giving your body a break, letting your gut repair itself with the help of supplementation or whatever it may be. And then after those eight weeks, you get to start adding things back again. But it didn't take long. I would say the first few days I was extremely hungry because I wasn't eating enough protein now that I look back at it. But I once I got the hang of it, it was life-changing because within a week, my acne started going away, which obviously to me was so exciting. I stopped throwing up cold turkey. Like it just stopped. My IBS went away. I was sleeping better. I had more energy. My mood was better. Literally, and when all of that fixes, your anxiety naturally decreases substantially. Yeah, and everyone's going to have a different timeline for when they start healing. Sometimes people see things immediately because they needed to make some sort of change and that was like the biggest factor. Other people, it's going to take a little while longer. So recognize that you're on your own timeline. But yes, for Jill, things happened very quickly. And I was still dealing with issues at this point. So, but, and I was kind of not skeptical, but I was like, is this really what I need? And when Jill started noticing changes, 
I remember you nagging me being like, you need to do this for yourself. And I didn't go to Terry, what, a few months later from when you went, but I saw how amazing Jill felt and how much her life changed that I started to, it just took me a while to understand like, this is what I need. I'll never forget. It was UNC homecoming mm-hmm. and I was, a bunch of my friends were coming into town and I was so excited because I felt good. I looked good. I was fit. I had deep puffed for whatever lack of a better term right. there is there. Like my face really lost a lot of puffiness and so did my body. And again, I was already quote unquote fit. I'd been working out. I just was using bad proteins and supplements and not mm-hmm. fueling my body correctly. But I remember prepping for homecoming and being so excited to see people because I wasn't going to be worried about my acne. I still look at those pictures and like remember that feeling and it's really cool to like I love that see that yeah and I actually had seen one person before I saw the practitioner that Jill saw and I saw her very quickly after I graduated college just as this okay I you know I need someone I need something and I do she isn't who I attribute a lot of my change to but she's who opened my eyes to the ability to heal in a functional perspective, in a holistic. She said, Jenna, you know, you're putting way too much stress on yourself. Jenna, what, think about these supplements. And at that point, I realized I was not ready. And maybe she could have been that person, but she wasn't because I also had to be ready to want to make a change, to want to change my life, to feel different. And for some reason, I wasn't at that point. So then when I found that Jill was feeling this way, that's when I saw Terry. So just to tell you that I did see someone before, but I was not ready. The biggest thing that we did was commit. Mm -hmm. You cannot trick your body. You cannot give yourself off days, right? Like this is not a weight loss program that you see where it's like cheat meals. When when your body is healing, you can't say, oh, okay, I'm going to heal six days a week, but one day a week I'm going to fill it with you know, in and out and whatever. It's really important to understand that at this point in time, following your protocol is so important. And Jenna, you're an NTP. You have had tons of clients in the past. Is it easy to tell when someone is following a hundred percent versus like 70? Yeah. I mean, you notice the changes. I think you have to be prepared to change your life, right? Because the way that you were behaving your old ways is kind of what got you in the place that you are now or whatever it was. Like the way Jill and I went about our lives was attributing to some of the gut issues that we had, right? So you have to be prepared to start making changes that are going to overhaul your life. So if you're someone who works out very intensely seven days a week, and maybe that's a little bit too much on your digestive system, on your hormones, and maybe someone suggests that, hey, you know what? Moving this back to five days a week with a couple low impact workouts, maybe you need to recognize that, hey, I do need to make this change, right? Yeah. And it it really is taking a deep dive at your life and your lifestyle and making those changes that need to be done, but it's figuring out what those changes are. And we're all going to have different things that got us here and different changes that we have to make. But you can narrow it down to diet, right? Your lifestyle and supplements. And when I say your lifestyle, I say your stress levels, your movement, your activity, the people that you hang around. Healing takes sometimes overhaul. 
And it's not, Jill and I aren't sitting here and saying it's easy, but it's important if you want to feel better. One thing I want to touch on is one of the preconceived ideas I had going in, which is that I would just be eating rabbit food and picking and vegan, be vegan or something. I don't know. I thought all of these extreme things. Mm -hmm. One thing I will know is it is shocking how much your taste buds change. Mm -hmm. And at first it's really hard because your gut is craving sugar and processed foods. And that point in time, I would say probably takes, it took for me at least like two weeks or so to really push through those cravings and I found ways, you know, if I was hungry at night, maybe I had a hard-boiled egg. It's like better than nothing. I don't know. I I had different ways of managing it, but I go back to some of the foods that I loved to eat before healing my gut. One that I think about that stands out in my mind is Oreos was such a fun treat. I can't even eat an Oreo now because it tastes so fake and processed to me. And so, and and can I just interject? Because we did the work, because we've changed our lives, and and I'm not saying we're perfect right now. Jill's still working on a bit of healing journey. I still have some things that I am currently working on, but this is the lifestyle that we've created for ourselves. We are in such an amazing position than what we once were, and we're always working on ourselves, right? But we also live a very enjoyable life. We aren't on the in. We don't restrict ourselves. If I wanted to go and have an Oreo right now. What Jill was saying, we don't really want to because I, we just don't feel like that. I ordered a donut at 1.30 in the morning Friday night. Yeah. So it's not like I'm sitting here being like, oh, all tasty foods that I love, I no longer eat. My point is just that my idea of what good tasting food is completely shifted in an excellent way. Mm-hmm. So it's like this fear wasn't accurate because... I still love to eat. I still eat a ton of foods, wide range of foods. They're just, the way I eat and look at food now is different. But I don't, that that mindset was one of like lack. It was just this thing I had made up in my head as an excuse as to why I didn't want to do it. Yeah, and it's really sad, but I'm, I'm actually currently reading this book of potential pot for of people who are potentially going to be on the podcast. And the reality is, it's like 30 million people are struggling with IBS right now. I actually think it's more. I Don't quote me on that. But millions and millions and millions and millions of people are having digestive issues. The life that we are all building for ourselves in this modern day is not conducive to health. And I think that's really important to understand is all the things that we think is normal, people not feeling well, the foods that are surrounding us, I'm talking about fast food, the drinking culture that we've now adopted as a society, the stress that we all are putting on ourselves is not, is harming our digestive system. It's really sad to say, and it's really sad to think about, but this healing journey that we've gone on isn't normal because our lifestyle and everything around us is not normal. This is not the way to live. It's not the way to live a healthy life. So you do have to make these changes. And I understand that that might seem a little harsh, but someone has to say it. It, It's sad to me because Jill and I do what we do. I constantly have friends. I constantly have these conversations of people who are struggling. And I find someone every day, right, who has something wrong with their digestive system and or their hormones or what. 
It's because the lives that we are living isn't healthy as a, as a society. And we have to recognize that in order to realize how we can make these changes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So it might sound like restrictive is one of the words you used, but we're using the word restrictive now. We're using these words as diet culture, but wanting to change your life and change your nutrition and eat better is not restrictive. It's actually going to allow you to live a better life than you could ever imagine. Right? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to say that because I think it's it's so important to recognize that changing things isn't necessarily a restriction because it's going to actually allow you to, as you said, when you make those changes and you felt less puffy and you had more energy, you were so much happier mm-hmm. to go to that football game in North Carolina yeah. than you had been in years. And one thing I'll say too is I think that the the people around you can either be a really great source of motivation Mm -hmm. or they can completely derail you from progress in a lot of ways. But what I will say is that I think that it's really helpful to be able to open up to the people around you and say, oh, okay, I've been having these issues for a while. I'm seeing someone now. And for the next eight weeks, I'm on a protocol. Maybe it means that you can't drink. Don't even call it a protocol. Call it your new lifestyle. I like to call it a protocol because for me, at the very beginning, it was extremely hard to make the changes. And if I called it my new lifestyle... My mindset was, oh, fuck, this is really okay, what I have in, to do. We're in different places with that. Sure. But I, I totally call see it, what you're saying. Call it whatever it feels good for you. Mm-hmm. But, hey, this is what I'm doing. And for the next eight weeks, I can't drink. And I'd really appreciate if you support me through this. Or I know, you know, because people always get really upset when you aren't drinking or you're not eating the foods with you're them. You're not as fun. You're not this. You're not that. Right. So Screw that. So maybe it means you still go out with your friends, but you eat before and then maybe you don't eat at dinner, but you're there and just asking for their support kind of gives them a moment to pause because it is very easy for the people around you to give you a hard time or make fun of you. And if you kind of go on the attack versus the defense – when bringing it up, I think that that helps a lot. And then also too, if they still don't support you, then maybe they aren't the people that you want around you during this time. I mean, it's not just a physical transformation, it's emotional and mental. And you want people that are supporting you and wanting you to feel and look and be your best. And if people don't support you as you're trying to better yourself, maybe that's a reason to pause. No, I completely agree. And We're saying this from the perspective of one, seeing a practitioner, and then two, taking the advice of that practitioner who curated this, in quotes, protocol for both of us, which is Jill and I had different supplements, different foods that we were eating. The question begs, can you do this alone? And I say yes and no. If you're in a place where you've tried so many different things and you feel like you're just at this dead end and you're still not feeling well, I would say Spend the extra money now, if you can, to get the support, right? Because I think you can guess so much and you just maybe are going in circles or leading yourself in the wrong direction. That's one end. The other is if you do believe that, you know, you one, you don't want to spend the money because we understand that it's not cheap and you want to figure out different things, there are so many resources. Jill and my podcast is a resource where we try to post so many different things on social media. You can change up your diet. You can change up your lifestyle. You can change up your nutrition by using resources that you find and reading books. And, you know, there's so much out there these days, right? That you don't, it doesn't necessarily that you're stuck, 
but you have to be willing to make those changes without someone saying, this is exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Right? No, absolutely. We can all go on meditative journey, meditation journeys and breathwork journeys and calming our nervous system by ourselves, but you have to have that inner will to want to do it without someone saying like, hey, Jenna, maybe you stressed out about so many different things and you being anxious and not eating in a relaxed state is causing your issues. Like you have to be able to look in the mirror and recognize that for yourself. Yeah. And I mean, I'm on a skin journey right now and what I'm doing for my skin, I would have never done if I didn't have someone helping me. I'm I'm just seeing an esthetician, but she's really knowledgeable. And a lot of the makeup that I was using that says clean actually has poor clogging ingredients Mm -hmm. in it. And you would have never known. No. And like my skin is actually a lot less textured and it's only been like four days. Just to say you don't have you don't have the cystic acne anymore. No, it's more of this the texture. Is, this is like it's being clogged yeah. by me not having the right skin regimen for myself. Mm-hmm. And what she was telling me was that like the makeup and skincare world is so confusing because they put these words like clean or whatever it may right. be. And I used the super expensive eye cream, the La Mer or whatever, yeah. because I got it in like a gift box or whatever. And that was causing my milia. Really? She's like, it's so thick. And for your skin type, that (gasps) won't work. Look, I have no milia. No, you don't. Yeah. And I've had milia for like a year now because I've been using that damn eye cream. Wow. Because I thought that I was going to not have bags under my eyes for the rest of my life. (laughs) But But really, Jill's proving. Yeah. Well, my, my point here is like. I was trying to do the skin thing on my own Mm -hmm. and I was taking the advice of people I saw on social media, but the reality is they have a different skin barrier than me and different things work for different skin types, just like things work differently for different guts and different issues that you have with your gut. So all I'm saying is, is like, I spent a lot of money on different types of products trying to figure out what worked for me and I probably would have saved a significant amount of money if I just started with someone helping me so my point is just that like you just really need to think about it because a lot of times we put off the inevitable and then we wish we would have just like started from the beginning yeah I agree I, I yeah I do think there's a lot of changes you can make on your own but again if you feel like you're going in circles like Jill is with her skin journey or you with your digestive or hormone issues or whatever you're experiencing to maybe even seek out just one appointment from someone or you know it, it, it really is going to depend. And, and we do believe that seeing the practitioner who we did see changed our lives. And we would, I mean, we've shouted her out many times. She's actually stopping taking clients to move on to something else or else we would tell you all to go see her. But it is a process and it is a journey. And it's so much better being on the other end than what we were. And that's why we're so passionate about this and why it's why we want to see all of you feel your best and your most confident because dealing with gut issues can so negatively impact your entire life and everything that you want to accomplish and and we've been there so that's why we wanted to make this episode yeah I love this I'm I hope that a lot of you guys can resonate with it I think that there's always something to take from other people's mentalities just like we do from so many other people but it was such a process and such a, it was like walking down a road with no lights and no flashlight. Like you just can't see what's right in front of you until you get to it. And having someone guide us through the process and even the emotional aspect of it would have been really lovely. So hopefully this helps a little bit. 
Um, yeah, we're also just lastly, we're using this other company right now to work on even up leveling up our health even more. So we're going to start to share more resources with you guys. There's a lot of places and people this again, Jill and I are talking about four years ago, which was a little bit different than it is now. A lot of people are starting online practices. It's easier to find people. It's easier to find resources. So that's exactly why we started Gut Talk is because we were struggling and we felt like we had no one to look for or any ideas or inspiration. And there's a lot more of that now, so to speak, than when we were first dealing with our struggles. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this. We just wanted to make a quick short episode breaking down our roadmap so we can send this to anybody who is asking these types of questions. We will see you next week with another episode of just Jill and me. It's going to be a juicy, fun one. And we will, yeah, incredible. See you next week. See ya. Bye.